new episode sprint red option podcast i am andrew pasquini jason aponte is here as well as he always is and i got good news jason the 49ers won on sunday by the final score of andrew don't forget to edit this in we'll say the final score post-op uh jason what what are your quick rapid reactions to saturday's game against the chiefs it, it, it was so fast and it was a blur and I don't, I don't really have too much to remember from it. I just, uh, I just, uh, I'll have the moments that I have in my mind, but yeah, uh, it happened so fast. Yeah, it was a good game. Now we're uh, pulling the curtain back a little bit here. It is Thursday, August 12th. <laughs> uh, we are dropping this episode on Wednesday, August 18th. Uh, if, if you want to hear our opinions about the game on Saturday, our Monday episode is going to cover that. Uh, so just so you guys know, we are recording this episode a week before it's coming out. This is the defensive line preview. Um, so so we, you guys have the advantage of knowing what happened in the last week. And Jason and I, we do not have that advantage as we are in the past. So if if something happens that we don't talk about, please don't yell at us because uh, we, we didn't know it existed yet. Uh, Jason, I know I asked you this about 25 minutes ago, but now that it's Wednesday, how are you doing today? Uh, great, actually. Uh, there's football on my screen, football to, to dissect that actually matters outside of hard knocks. And, uh, you know, I'm tired of hearing about Cowboys coaches having vasectomies. Uh, you know, let's talk about some actual football. Yeah, you didn't see hard knocks. That's why you're smiling. I haven't watched hard knocks yet. I don't even know. I can't <laughs> wait. To watch Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're talking vasectomies. Hey, man, it's not a setback. Nothing to worry about. Dak Prescott is oh. getting an MRI, though. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> so we're here talking defensive line. And Jason, I wanted to get it out just, just right away because I've seen terminology used on Twitter uh, about the 49ers defensive line packages. Uh, I know what they are. Some people might not be familiar uh, when you see these terms, alpha, bravo, and turbo. So Jason, you want to just do a quick explanation on that? Because those words might come up every so often in this podcast. Yeah, like Alpha and Bravo are closer to just base down stuff where, you know, you're trying to defend the run. When it comes to Turbo, it's it's literally go get the passer. And and I mean, go get the quarterback, go get the passer. Go get the quarterback and uh, rush the passer. So those those are sort of things that you'll see. If you see some some different formations, if you see some guys who are going to be lined up in different ways, you know, if I had to guess right now, even though we weren't able to see much of him in um, camp while I was there, the Turbo package is going to go something like, uh, you know, uh, Ebukam, Ford, Bosa, Armstead, and, you know, and then they'll, they'll try to figure out the rest on the back end. That'll be the front four. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see all of that stuff and how it works because D'Amico Ryans has really been cooking up a lot of interesting looks when it comes to the way that they've been doing their installs on walkthroughs in the first day in the first few moments of camp because that's how it happens right they come out somebody comes out they stretch and then everybody comes out they start doing their walkthroughs and the walkthroughs are really where you're going to see where they're trying to install looks and there was plenty of times where you see d ford on the inside armstead on the outside and you know uh dj jones Gibbons, streets all these guys in different positions with k1 up at the line um and and all of them blitzing so i you know what we suspected in the offseason with D'Amico ryan's and what he's going to be bringing to this this team is 
definitely much more aggressive, much more exotic, and something that the 49ers fans should be excited about because it's going to be hard to stop. Listen, if Nick Bosa is anywhere near where he was, and if mm-hmm. D Ford can, can do what he's been doing from what we've seen in camp, it's going to be very hard to stop all these guys. Ebukam yeah. just needs to work his way back with his little injury right now. Um, he was on the field, I believe, in the last session, so that's actually really good news. Armstead, all those guys, Gibbons, Jones, um, Contavia Street, uh, yeah. all these guys have been playing very well. Zach Kerr, Mo Hurst, this defensive Arden line Key. is Arden Key is so Jordan deep. Willis, Jordan Willis, who's going to be out for six games. Who actually shout out to Splash Cousin, another Jordan, actually really uh nailed uh today saying that he was one of the best players on the field. Or if it wasn't today, it was one of the last sessions. So, yes, this, this defensive line, while it may not reach the heights that it did in 2019 because they're not so top heavy, because it's hard to beat Buckner for bosa armstead yeah. is much deeper i feel like than 2019 that's something they should be excited about yeah and and there's some comparisons to be made to the 2019 team i was talking to you a little bit before we recorded is in our defensive or our secondary preview i was talking about how this is the this is the position group that worries me the most about this team there's a lack of depth uh you know there, there's a lot of question marks of whether or not you know lenore or Ambry Thomas, you know, can can be a guy who can you can count on as a rookie to step in. The, the defensive line is complete opposite. It's so deep uh, that it gives you those 2019 vibes. Is that the Niners are probably hoping this defensive line is so good it covers up that the secondary issues like the 2019 because you remember the 2018 team uh, broke the record for fewest interceptions in a season by a defense. I think they only had two that year. Um, and a big part of that is the defensive line wasn't very good. And then you bring in Nick Bosa, uh, De- DeForest Buckner has a career year. Uh, Eric Armstead shows up. And now the secondary is playing a little bit better because the quarterback has less than three seconds to get rid of the ball. That's the vibes I get a little bit here. It, it, you know, the, the, the defensive line, I'm not worried about it. it. It's so deep. And if you go off of the depth chart that the Niners released that – is, is made by their communication staff. So it's not even like a Kyle Shanahan thing. And you just look at the, the front four in the second, uh, the second string, they list D Ford, Contavious street, Kevin Givens, Samson, uh, Samson Ebukam. That's a pretty damn good defensive line by itself. Mm-hmm. And that, and we haven't even mentioned a starter. Uh, so I'm going to start with just a very, very, very obvious one. Nick Bosa, D Ford. What can we realistically expect from them? I know, I know it feels like with Bosa more likely for him to get a full 17 because it's 2021. And while ACLs are scary, we've, we've science, science and health vaccinations, things like that. You know, they prove to work now in the year 2021, wow. not too worried about Bosa, but Ford too. So what are realistic expectations for Bosa and Ford? Yeah, you're not going to see Ford at all. In this, uh, I mean, you're not going to see Bosa at all or Ford. You're not going to see either of them no. probably in this entire preseason. And that's fine. And from what I've seen from D Ford it is so far in camp is so close to 2019 so far that it doesn't even matter. I don't care. Get him ready for Sundays. Get him up. Same thing with Bosa. Bosa's been working off on the side on 11 on 11s. I don't need to see him in any preseason game. Get him ready for week one. Don't even mess around. I don't care what anybody says. You don't need 11 on 11 reps. And and the fact that D Ford is even taking 11 on 11 reps is a miracle within itself based on what it was all the doom and gloom that was around him at this point. You know, he uh, he took a pay cut. People just assumed he was doing them a solid so he could make money. No, he's actually very healthy and he's actually moving in the right direction. So, uh, yes, I wouldn't expect to see them at all in preseason. That's fine. And they shouldn't. 
Just get them in bubble wrap, get them ready, and stop practicing them during the week. Get them ready for games on Sunday. That's it. That's it. Just wake them up on Sunday and say, it's time to play. That's it. Wake up, honey. Time to go get the quarterback. Don't don't even tell them the schedule. Just wake them up on like Monday around like three o'clock. Be like, hey, hey, D, we, we have a game today. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's like let's, yeah. let's just do that. Yeah, nice like- and simple. Um, you know, yeah, D, uh, if if that that's my biggest thing with, with my biggest takeaway from training camp, uh, following it on Twitter was the D Ford love, uh, because we were very, you know, we were very careful with what we said about D Ford last year. It felt like uh, because it was just like, hey man, he's hurt. We don't know what's going on. We don't even know when he's playing, and, and, and there was always that like, hey, he looks okay, but he might be hurt. So. Being able to get excited about D Ford is is probably my favorite thing right now about the 49ers is just the idea of like, man, it's it's third and 13 in Seattle. You know, see the NFC West is on the line. Seahawks need a first down here. And and you can just picture Bosa Ford coming off the sides. You know, Russell Wilson won't have a chance. It's it's exciting things like that. That that, you know, if if we talk about Bosa's ACL. But man, if they can get a healthy D four, this defense feels completely different. Like yeah, and that's different. and that's the thing is D Ford was somebody who it was almost like okay, if you get one snap, that's more than what you thought you were getting. And now that we're even talking about him in this way is already such a big bonus. Mm-hmm. And if he's anywhere near, let's say he's seventy five percent of what he was in twenty nineteen, this is such a big boost to this pass rush because we have our concerns in the secondary after being in camp. I am scared to death about the cornerback room, not the safeties, the cornerback room. Mm -hmm. I am scared to death at this point. I don't want to like, you know, shake people up, but as of right now, after Emmanuel Mosley, it is hairy. It is really bad right now. So you want to make sure that you on, on the back end, you take care of them by getting to the quarterback and getting to them fast. And right now this, this defensive line has been whipping not only the first offensive line, the second offensive line, and many of these guys that are the second team defensive line start for other teams and are that good. That's how deep this list line is right now. Um, so, so as I said earlier, it's Thursday, there's preseason football games going on right now. Uh, one of which is the Washington football team. They are playing the new England Patriots and chase young, just, you know, he made a play where he blew by Isaiah win and a word I saw a lot on Twitter is the second year jump, Jason Aponte. Um, I think, you know, where I'm going with this, uh-huh. how big of a jump can we expect from Javon Kinlaw? Uh, so Javon- you know, he, he has a very much iron sharpens iron thing going right now against Alex Mack. I saw Alex Mack knocked him on his ass a couple times. I saw Kinlaw beat him a couple times. What can we expect from year two of Javon Kinlaw with a full training camp? Yeah, a little bit spicy, you know, when it comes to that, you know, he didn't like the fact that Alex Mack was beating him. And that's good. I, I love that, you know, that fire working on the sides during 11 on 11s. That's cool as well, too. But when you start to really think about where he's going to be when these matchups start to happen. OK, so now you're really going to have to start looking at, OK, on two sides, you got you got one side Ford, you got one side Bosa in the middle. You're going to have to pick your poison on who you're going to leave single covered. And I think Javon Kinlaw is going to be the benefactor of that. And I think that's what we've all been kind of waiting for at this point. So uh, Javon Kinlaw right now doesn't really scare me as much. Again, I don't really put too much stock into who's working during camp, who's not, especially when they're going to be key contributors, right? We're not talking about Jalen Hurd. We're not talking about somebody who you're kind of just hoping, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually gets into the fold. Javon Kinlaw is a very big portion of this defense, and they will continue.
continue to make sure that that's, you know, again, he's stepping into huge shoes, right? No matter how much I hate when people compare him to DeForest Buckner, it's almost inevitable because the 49ers shipped DeForest Buckner off and were able to keep other guys, but also decided to address the position with Javon Kinlaw. So inevitably he's going to be compared to that. But at the same time, their progression is not the same. Both guys aren't the same. And I think that you comparing Javon Kinlaw to DeForest Buckner is a little bit of a slap in the face to DeForest Buckner because he was so good so quickly. And that's not, that's not, and they're two different players. So again, I think that this line being healthy with the way that they're going to be bringing blitzes, Javon Kinlaw is going to get his fair shots at getting to the quarterback. And I think that's the only real concern that we have because he was really good in run defense last year. And uh, I don't really think anybody can dispute that unless they didn't really watch the game. So, uh, he should be fine. I'm not really worried about what he does in training camp. Just get him healthy, get him to the game, get everybody to week one at this point with, with how, uh, I guess, what's the word with how, uh, how much PTSD 49ers fans have with injuries. Stop worrying about pushing them in practice. Just get them ready for the games. Make sure that they understand the defense and, and just make sure that they're healthy to go on game day. Yeah. And with Ken Law too, like if, if you go back and watch, you know, every game, if you, if you just sit back and watch every defensive snap, you can see him making strides throughout the year. He was starting to do little things better and better. And I think that's kind of how it was with a lot of rookies last year because of the uh, COVID and all that. They, they had very minimal contact with the teams going into the season. So it was, it was, it was almost like, it was year zero for, for Kinlaw. And this, this is almost going to be his true rookie year because he gets, he gets the whole camp experience. He gets all that stuff. And I, I think it's good time to remind everybody that this is the official Javon Kinlaw podcast. Like we're, we're Javon Kinlaw guys day one. Uh, so please do not come to our podcast with slander yes. uh, of Javon Kinlaw. Cause we love him. We're, we're big Javon Kinlaw guys. And, and this is the last place you're going to see us make the comparison from DeForest Buckner. Cause they don't need him to be DeForest Buckner because of the talent around the Niners needed DeForest Buckner to be DeForest Buckner in 2018 because he was their only pass rusher. Uh, he, his numbers dipped a little bit in 2019 with Bosa and with, uh, well, Ford wasn't there or, Ford was on the 19th. God, 2019 feels so long ago, Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, you know, so I, I don't think you need Kinlaw to be a carbon copy of DeForest Buckner. You only need him to be about 75% of what DeForest Buckner is. And he's going to be a damn good NFL player. Um, talking about another player last year that, that made a name for himself. And I'm going to try and make a comparison. Uh, Jason, who is going to be the carry hider of the defensive line this year? The name who's Ooh. not Nick Bosa, the name who's not D4, the name that's not Eric Armstead, a name we haven't even said yet. Who's going to be who's going to be the carry hider? The guy who's going to come out of nowhere. Zacher. Zacher. So, so uh just for anybody who doesn't know Zacher and you know and again, PFF has an imperfect science when it comes to where their grading are uh, grading is. He was their highest graded defender last year and nobody wanted to ever talk about that. So, Zacher when he becomes somebody who's actually going to get reps. And I think when he's on a team that is actually more noteworthy, sorry, Carolina Panthers fans, uh, I think that it's going to become a little bit different. So I think it's Zach Kerr. When you start to look at the way that these um, blitz packages are going to start coming in, the way that they want to run these stunts and the way that they have like, you know, D Ford running left, running right with another one with uh, Arden Key or Mo Hurst. Zach Kerr is one of those guys that whenever I'm looking into the backfield, he's always in the backfield, no matter who he's going against. Is he going against the ones? Is he going against the twos? He always seems to be doing his thing. So Zach Kerr is definitely somebody who I think 49er fans are going to be enamored with when it comes to game days and say, man, 
they really got a steal from the Carolina Panthers. And Chris Kosurik, man, we have to give him credit. Chris Kosurik is a maniac. Let me let me paint the picture for you in camp. There is music playing. It's very loud. Everyone's hype. Everyone's watching four different things while those drills are happening. You know what you hear in the background? Chris Kosurik yelling loudly, very loudly. And there's a picture of him like literally with his hands on his knees, screaming at the top of his lungs that, that is there. So Chris Kosurik is a mad scientist when it comes to getting into, you know, what these guys do well. And that that's kind of goes back to your point about Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder, no slight to him. This was a Kerry Hyder podcast last year. Kerry Hyder was very much a product. Yes, for sure. Kerry Hyder was very much a product of Chris Kosurik and what he's able to do. And um, I think that you're going to see Zach Kerr take another step on top of already being a very good football player that the 49ers were able to acquire for nothing. Yeah. And uh, this was also a very big Kerry Hyder or uh, yeah, Kerry Hyder podcast. Uh, I think it's safe to say he's our favorite player on the Seahawks. I I think, I think we could say that, right? Is that a a problematic thing to say? Is it? Is it? Are we allowed to say we like a Seahawks player? Because he was a damn good Niner. Uh, Jason, we're going to go old school ESPN. You remember when ESPN did Factor Fiction and it was a whole segment uh, on SportsCenter? Yes. Uh, Factor Fiction. The biggest beneficiary of D Ford and Nick Bosa being back is Eric Armstead. Fact. 100% fact. And listen, again, everybody wants to point a salary. You know, and you know what? That's fine. You say, oh, my God, you let DeForest Buckner go and you gave Eric Armstead all this money and you drafted Javon Kinlaw. OK, money is one thing. But again, you have to start to figure out where he fits in this in this defense. OK, yeah, he's not relied on supposed to be the main guy. And, and that's the thing. And sometimes he was being played out of position last year because of all the injuries. But Eric Armstead, you know, he's working through an injury in training camp. Worked off on the side. Again, just get him ready for week one. I think that absolutely that's a fact. Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, a lot of these guys are going to benefit from a healthy D Ford and a healthy Nick Bosa. Uh, and then the other name that that I want to touch on, just because he was, you know, one, one of the sneaky signings they had. One of the names that they, I think he was, he might have been the first name they signed, if I remember correctly, back in uh April, which feels like years ago, uh, Samson Ebukam. Uh, what kind of impact do you think he's going to have? Because he he was one of those sneaky players on the Rams that, you know, he's he's not a guy that everybody knows. But, like, if you're a football guy like Jason Aponte is, you know that name. Uh, so so what, what impact is he going to offer this team? I see the fit. It's just in camp it was hard because he wasn't really uh, running with reps. And, you know, he, was, he had a little injury that he was working through and everything as well. Um, he's fast. He can cover. So I understand the whole idea. So now that I'm looking at what D'Amico Ryans has actually been installing in walkthroughs and the way that they're showing looks, right? They're going to show K1 at the line. They're going to show all these guys at the line. Who are they going to send, drop back? Ebukam becomes a guy who where linemen are going to have to try to figure out, okay, is he coming or is he going to drop back into coverage? So Ebukam becomes this infinite chess piece, in my opinion, when it comes to the way that they want to use him and the way that he couldn't be utilized. So I actually really have high expectations for him, but it was hard to see when they were doing the installs how exactly he was going to be used. And uh, I think that that's going to be, that'll be, I think, kind of answered in preseason. When we start to get into the way that they're showing guys and when we get to that dress rehearsal, which we heard from Kyle Shanahan is actually going to be the final week. So again, for people that don't, you know, again, for the people that don't understand, the dress rehearsal usually was when things were normal pre-COVID week three. 
Week four was just for whoever's going to try to fight it out to make the team and you get everybody ready for the week. But week three, literally going into, you have one week off of week three and going into week one, week three is the dress rehearsal. That's when they're just going to, they're literally, you're going to see all starters for an entire half because they're trying to get them ready. So I, I think that, that by the end of the dress rehearsal on week three, we'll figure out a little bit more about the way his impact and the way that he's going to be utilized. But I, in my mind, that's what I'm predicting. Um, and based on his his skill set and based on the way that D'Amico Ryans has been installing what he's been installing right um, in the beginning of camp. Yeah, the, the defense, as we said, man, the, the, this was this was probably our easiest position pre- preview because there is there is not a lot of question marks on this defensive line in terms of players, in terms of depth. Uh, obviously, there is question marks with the health. But I, I mean, if, if you want to talk about a successful 2021 49ers season this is the position you want to look at if the, if the defensive line does what they're supposed to do this is going to be a damn good defense I think that's you know we saw it in 2019 how, how dominant that defensive line was we saw it a little bit last year too I know there was a lot of injuries but the defensive line still played fairly well and kept the Niners in some games that they probably had no business being in uh that's a large part to guys like Kerry Hyder or Jordan Willis uh, you know, guys like uh, the defensive line gets me excited. This, this is the position group that gets me the most excited. Uh, Jason, do you have any last thoughts on the defensive line? Maybe a name we didn't touch on or just something you wanted to get out there before we get out of here. No, just uh, I think that a lot of what people are worried about with the offensive line has to do with how deep the defensive yes. line is. And that's a good thing, right? Guys, that's a very good thing. And, and, and you know what? Um, when games are won, they're won with fresh legs, and the 49ers are going to have many of those because of the, this rotation. Many of these guys will be starters for other teams. They're going to be backups for the 49ers. The defensive line is easily the deepest room in this entire team, and that's including the quarterback room, which has a bona fide starter and a stud rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. which, you know, that, that means a lot, right? But this defensive line is deeper, and I think that uh, – 49er fans are going to be excited with what they're able to do with what D'Amico Ryans is kind of cooking up and what they're able to do on the back end, especially if, if, if Kwaski is able to come back and be uh, the strong safety over there, Jason Verrett is locked down. This is, this is the, the uh, this camp has just, I, oh my goodness, he's been amazing. Um, Jimmy Ward is as locked down as it is. They don't even throw his way. When you throw Kwaski in there and you throw the fact that Mosley, when he was out for a little while was actually back for uh, the last few practices, and I got to see him, he actually knocked away passes from who the best player this camp pretty much is probably Debo Samuel. And that, that's no slight to anybody else. Yeah. No slight. Debo Samuel is on a mission. He heard everything all everybody said about him. Emmanuel Mosley literally went up on him and had a pass breakup on a pass play. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, when you talk about those guys and you talk about the way that you're going to be being able to cover on the back end, this defensive line is is going to be able to force quarterbacks into some bad problems, you know, when it comes to the way that they're throwing the ball. So uh, I, I I just see more turnovers, yes. you know, everybody for what everybody talks about with Jimmy Ward and all those guys, a lot of that stuff is going to happen based on what this defensive line is about to bring. And Fortnite fans should be excited about that. The, the secondary will be as good as the defensive line allows them to be. I For sure. That's kind of the, the way to put that. Uh, Jason, sure. we have two more previews coming up. Uh, next Friday, we will do the receivers. That may or may not be live. We might just pre-record that. 
Uh, and then the big one, uh, we saved it last for a reason, uh, the quarterback position. That'll be uh, the week after. Let's see here. If, if we're talking next – if this episode comes out Wednesday, yeah, maybe maybe the following Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday the 18th, expect the quarterback episode Wednesday the 25th. I'm good at quick math. And you might be saying, Andrew, you forgot about the special teams. Well, I got you. Mish Winowski is your punter. Robbie Gold's your kicker. Saber Pepper's your long snapper. Uh Kick return. We'll figure out we, we don't know. We right don't know. now, as we of right now, yet. the unofficial depth chart, and the unofficial we're going to find. Chart. We're going to find out pretty quickly. Brandon Ayuk is their first uh, punt returner. Let's see. And that was your special teams position preview, uh, Jason. We will be back Friday with our receivers episode. Uh, do you have anything you want to say before we get out of here? I think I know what it is. I'm forgetting what you usually say, Jason. What do you say? Um, it's not coming to me. Oh, here it is. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. And I'm not going to try and say anything special at the end here because I messed it up the last time we recorded. 